Hi, I'm CJ. And I'm Kari. And, and this, this is, is Expecting, Expecting Expats. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Expecting Expats. In this episode, we will be really going over raising children as expats as well and then having the identity of maybe our home countries but then also dealing with them being kind of in the culture of where we live so that is germany we all are in germany (laughs) yes and we are lucky to have a special guest in the studio (laughs) uh jessica is here with us today hi welcome back hello yeah. So let's kind of jump into this topic. I mean, um, I'm American. My husband's Swedish. Jessica, you're... I'm also American and my husband is uh, British and, and German, but he also grew up as a third culture kid. So he grew up in Singapore and South Africa. <laughs> Go figure. <laughs> yeah, and I'm uh, Danish and uh, my boyfriend is Dutch. And as you heard in the first episode, we met each other in uh, New York. (laughs) So just to make things more complicated. And now we're all living in Germany. Exactly. And I think one of the, I mean, there's a really good book. It's called uh, Bringing Up Bebe. It's for like an American woman with a British guy. And uh, they are bringing up their baby in France. And when I first read the book, one of the chapters was her explaining how she's raising a little French woman, you know, so someone who speaks better French than she does, who knows these little uh, colloquialisms, I guess, so slang. <laughs> and and then I thought to myself, oh my God, am I going to be doing that? Am I going to raise raising a little, a little German? German woman? <laughs> yeah, a little German woman who's going to be telling you, you know, to keep your child warm and, yeah. you know to shut the door and to like recycle um that you know you're like is that what I'm raising but I mean how do you guys feel about that and I don't know if you guys are preventing it or if it's a if it's an issue within your partnerships and husband you know yeah I I feel like it's it's a really interesting and very nuanced and perhaps will be an ever-evolving topic because um I, I feel like I flip-flop back and forth with it a lot um, because I think I would feel very weird about it if, yeah, like suddenly my son was just German. Like, you know, if, I don't know, looking back on it, he's like, no, Frankfurt's my home and I, mm-hmm. you know, I yeah. I, this is my Frankfurt football team, you know, the Eintracht Frankfurt, that's my, those are my guys, and I did my Abitur here, and these are my friends, and I'm, I'm just German, and if he didn't feel like he was even a little bit American, like if his primary identity was one of a German, um, in, instead of one of an American as well, like I don't mind, of course, you know, aspects, I actually am jealous of certain aspects that he'll probably, you know, likely grow up uh, to be very bilingual, um, that he has multiple passports, um, that he has these abilities. But I think because he has multiple passports, because he has the privilege of speaking a different language at home than he would in daycare and school, um, I, I want him to have, yeah, a multifaceted sense of self. And 
a multifaceted identity. And I think if, if I think, oh, he's just going to feel German primarily, um, yeah, there is a little bit of anxiety there where yeah. I'm like, but, but what about like, like for instance, I, I think a, a solid example of that is like, I wouldn't want any one of my kids to speak English like a foreigner. I would, it's my, my hope and expectation that my children will speak English to me as, as native speakers and will remain yeah. native speakers in my own language. It, it, see, it would seem very, very bizarre if my child spoke to me in accented English. I mean, yeah, accented English, but also this, um, the prepositions are the key to knowing who's a native and who's a foreigner. Because you can have amazing, amazing vocabulary, but as soon as you mess up, like, I'm going towards something, or like something, you know, where you instantly, like, I'm, or I'm speaking about, or I'm speaking of, or something, prepositions, that's the, yeah. that's the, that's the key. But, I mean, what, are, what about you? Because you guys are also... European, so you're actually yeah. still in Europe. Like, what do you think about it? I mean, yeah, sometimes I wish uh, that there was a nationality just called European, which <laughs> sounds also maybe pro EU person. Yeah. <laughs> You've outed yourself. <laughs> yes. No, but really, I mean, uh, yeah, so our daughter, she's half Danish, half Dutch, and her uh, passport says born in Germany. So I'm already wondering, like, how will she identify growing up? Um, at the moment, she only has a Danish passport, so officially she's Danish. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I don't know how she will feel growing up if we end up staying in Germany. Will she feel German, even though none of us, you know, feel German at all or yeah. have a strong connection with Germany? Uh, even though we live here, we we're not that integrated. To be honest, we live more in a expat bubble, like. Yeah. Uh, she goes to an international uh, daycare and yeah, we, to be honest, don't really have any German friends. We, we have you guys. <laughs> we have some friends from different Palace. countries. Also like Juan's <laughs> colleagues are, you know, from different uh, European countries. But yeah, also what you guys were saying about um, your children speaking English, I, I don't think it will be an issue for you guys. Um, I don't think it will be an issue for us either, but it's kind of a different situation because we speak English at home, like I speak English with Juan, um, but it's neither of our native language. So I'm also, it's kind of strange that our daughter will grow up with English in the home, even though it's not neither of our uh, mother tongue. Will she speak though um, Dutch and, and Danish as well or...? Yeah, so our strategy right now is I speak Danish to her when I'm alone mm-hmm. with her and Juan speaks Dutch to her when he's alone with her. And yeah. then when we're all together, we speak English. Yeah. And now she is still so young, so she doesn't talk yet. So we don't know how it's going to be. I've heard it's possible, but it's, it seems complicated. The one thing I do know, and because we've done research on this, because Eric is very, of course, he, he loves... Um, linguistics but um, he he does the same when he speaks Swedish to her however we realized and we read that in the first one I mean basically from their birth to one year kids understand like um, uh, the the phenotypes or the phonotypes or whatever where you can like hear different tones so if like your language of Swedish or German and they have like an umlaut sound 
where in the US you might have a very strong TH, the, the kids will pick up that and mm. they, they'll regain it. But in that first year, it's actually really important that they start learning the different sounds of like who their caretakers are. So even, you know, we started like playing like some Chinese, <laughs> like <laughs> learn, learn these, you know, tones. <laughs> <laughs> we don't, we don't know them, but like you, you should just, <laughs> just like, throw keep, Chinese in the mix listening. car. <laughs> no, but it is one yeah. of those things where it, just for language, what I understood as it's like a baby's like a computer where, you know, whatever it like takes in, it puts out. But because um, if you're doing like two or three languages, they might maybe speak later because they're just like computing all of this information. But at the same time, they're still going to be speaking so but i guess language is i think one part of it which i think is a really i mean it's language is culture of course what do you guys feel about this because this is what i'm more worried about where i'm a proud american you know in germany i celebrate all the the holidays and i go all out for july 4th everything thanksgiving and even eric's holidays that he has i we celebrate them and so I feel like our daughter is going to be this, you know, German here, but like, oh, I'm a proud American. Like, I'm an American too. But I know that when she goes home, let's say home to my the U.S., and I still call it home, it, she won't fit in. Does that make sense? Because yeah. the U.S. culture is so strong. Every culture is so strong. But I, And that's what I feel bad about, that she has no... In Germany, she'll feel different because she's not German. She's, you know, this American Swedish. But then when she goes home, she won't, or sorry, to the U.S., she won't be that. I don't know. No, one, 100%. And I think this is also, yeah, a, a flip side, what I believe you're alluding to, or maybe just to, to extrapolate on it, is that, like, on the surface, right, you think, like, oh, we're giving them a multifaceted, they, they get, like, bonus identities they have more mm-hmm. passports they can blend in in multiple countries and speak multiple languages and that's all amazing um and then i think backtracking on that you're like okay yes but you're not you're like you know 98 percent there mm-hmm. but then there's this you know maybe like the narcissism of minor differences but when you actually go to that original country with the original culture then maybe you realize that they're not, that there's something off, that you're, you know, American, but you didn't grow up in America or you don't have the the cultural references. And this is actually something that I'm cognizant of because of my husband, who's, uh, again, he's he's British and German. He has both passports, but he, uh, he was born in Germany, then moved to South Africa, then moved to Singapore, and then moved to... Um, to the UK when he was around 10. Um, but he remembers like he, the kids would talk about certain commercials and he doesn't, he didn't know them. Like he didn't know yeah. the, the cartoons. He didn't know mm-hmm. all of these little things or like the types of toys and uh, what was cool there. Um, and so I, I could imagine something similar happening, especially because, you know, we're, we're quite happy being expats in Germany for now. Um, and, and we don't have any plans to move back to any of these original home countries, but we don't know where our path is going to take us in life. Mm-hmm. And so if we continue to be abroad, uh, what that will also do to, yeah, this identity of like, I'm 
American, but asterisk. I'm, yeah. you know, German, but asterisk, not, not real. I'm, you know, and even in Germany, as you guys were saying, like, our, I think because of who we are and, and the types of things that we value, um, it'll be a lot of international schools. It'll be a lot of international friends. Um, it, it won't be a typical German experience. It, it's not a typical American experience, it's not a typical British experience. So no matter what, you're not quite living that identity. And so you, on the flip side, I guess, if you're thinking about it negatively, you also don't have this sense of home or the sense of like, mm-hmm. I belong here in this place with these people who have similar backgrounds to me because everyone is just a little bit different and does things a little bit yeah but in a way that's why i think it's also important that we kind of stick together (laughs) (laughs) children not in the sense that of course i want our children to also integrate into the society that they're living in but i can imagine uh, that it would be nice for them to kind of see themselves uh what you say reflected in each other because they all come from like different uh, mixed backgrounds. I'm over here like gonna cry. Ever, <laughs> <laughs> but yes, yeah. I mean, that's a good. That's honestly a good way to think about it. Is that if our kids grow up together, they'll see. Ah, okay. Like, I'm not German. You're, but like, we speak. We know the slang. Blah blah blah. And we'll tell our parents like to stop embarrassing us because <laughs> they're bad German. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, but at the same time, yeah, they'll see each other being, okay, we're all international because, and this was when I was going through the, uh, where I was so hormonal right after birth, you know, and I was mm-hmm. crying for everything. And I started crying one day cause I thought that Dagny was going to grow up and like leave us, you know? And <laughs> well, I think spoiler alert, she, she, she will but, grow up, but no, <laughs> but I know something. she'll, I'll know she'll leave the house, but I thought, oh my God, she's going to like travel like her parents because if like her parents left their home countries they you know Eric and I we both went abroad we studied abroad we did everything now we live abroad and I thought oh my god she's gonna do that and we're only gonna see her like once or twice a year and I just started like crying and she's like you know two weeks old (laughs) and Eric's like we have some time I was like oh my god but then and then I'm like, well, maybe she can, like, stay here. And, you know, Eric and I are like, wait, so she's just going to, like, grow up and, like, go to live in live Frankfurt, Frankfurt <laughs> for the rest of her life? Work in like, a bank. That, yeah, that's what you want for her? And they're like, oh, no. Yeah. I also want her to go be an expat. Yeah. You know? And, like, live and, like, go to Paris, go, go wherever, go to Shanghai, do everything. So it's this weird... You know, and I was trying to explain. Yeah. Eric's parents are here. I was trying to tell them that, and they're like, "That's okay." I'm like, I know. Oh. It's 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 just tricky. I feel like because it's an incredible amount of privilege, right? And I think that's also something yeah. that when I compare my son's likely what his lived experience is and is going to be with you know that of a typical American, like I'm like this kid, like he's got three passports. He's been on like planes, trains, and automobiles. He's mm-hmm. been to ten different countries by his first birthday. Like, the amount of privilege that he has is just out of this world. And also the privilege to even have, you know, an expat existence and go to international schools and, and do all these things. I mean, it's incredible. It's it's amazing. Um, and on the flip side, yeah, that, like, mm-hmm. you have to contend with some of these, yeah, like, rougher patches where, yeah, likely that means that they will be a little more rootless. Like, they won't, you know, they don't have, you know, that 
it's the complete opposite of the existence, the existence, the childhood that I had growing up, for example, where both of my grandparents were in the same city. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we had holidays in, uh, you know, they had Thanksgiving. My grandma came over a couple times a week and watched her. So yeah. it's just a very different way of raising a family. I'm still, you know, trying to figure out what the, the best ways are, but it's certainly very different. And, and it is priv- like, I want, you know, I should specify that it's, it's something that is obviously only an option for a very, very select amount of people. Um, and yeah, it, it comes with like anything like pros and cons. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, I think it sounds a bit mm, harsh when we say we don't want to have like a German child. It's not, we choose to live in Germany. You know what yeah, I mean? Well, so there are the positives of yeah. living in Germany. Well, I also would think I would say that like, if I were married to just an American guy and living in the U.S. and then it's like, oh, well, I, I had this expat life and now I'm just have, I'm having just an American child. I mean, yeah. it's, it's just, it is what it is. I think by that I was more alluding to like this one singular identity yeah. where you don't know this other side of things, if mm-hmm. that makes sense. Like, you know, and, and in a way I feel like my, my son, if, you know, when he meets his cousins or others that are more just like, you know, the, t- the typical like one passport kids, like to, to an extent he won't necessarily understand that experience and they won't understand him because yeah. they only know their own national setting and our, you know, our kids will know multiple and yeah. You know. Yeah. I think another thing that comes with the expat life is I think for all of us, we're not sure if we're staying like long term. Yeah. It's always like, okay, we'll stay a couple of years and then we'll see. And then maybe you extend it with that. Yeah. Um, so of course, if we would know that we, we're going to stay here until we get old, we're going to raise our children here their whole childhood, then we would probably also make a bigger effort to really integrate into the German culture and mm-hmm. really focus on that the children learn German from an early age and go to a German school and whatnot. But I, I think it's difficult for us when we're always like, okay, we're going to stay two more years. We're going to stay two more years. Yeah. So we keep living in this bubble where all our friends are also expats and it's just hard to know like how much should we integrate Mm-hmm. Is it worth it to really, yeah, get to know like some real Germans and? But if you guys decided, okay, and this is for both of you guys, would you ever then go back and live in your home country? Because even me myself, thinking about going back home, I don't almost feel like I fit in anymore. I do. It's yeah. maybe just a mind thing, you know. People have traveled the United States and left and then come back. Like, it's not that big. I don't want to say it's not that big of a deal, but people do it. Um, But would you guys go back to one of your home countries? Or is it, no, we want to go to another country. Like, that's still, we're the third party. Yeah, I mean, we have this talk very often. And we honestly are not sure at all what to do. Because we're trying to think once our children start school, we would want to stay in that country. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we're both open to that it could be here in Germany and then she would go to an international school, which would be fine. But if not, I mean, yeah, I I think personally I would prefer to still then stay in one of the capitals, either Amsterdam or Copenhagen, Mm -hmm. to still have that international network because 
Uh, I lived in the Netherlands before in a smaller town. Well, it was a big town, but not Amsterdam. <laughs> and there I, I didn't, I didn't feel, um, not integrated, but it felt strange to sort of be in my partner's country and everyone we knew were, stu- were Dutch. Yeah. And it was not uh, very international. So every time I would be in a big gathering, like a group hangout, I would be the only one not speaking fluent Dutch. Like I would try to learn the language, but still, yeah. then you always feel like the odd one out and the only one who has like a different background. Mm-hmm. So I would like to have that neither of us feel that way again. So, but that could work in Amsterdam. There's like a ton of international yeah. people, for example. So that would be my thoughts about. Yeah. Cause what about, I mean, yeah, it's, about the U S yeah, it's, it's the same. It's, it's very, very difficult. And there are certain times, um, and I'm sure you guys can relate to this where you have a bad day in Germany and you're just like, Oh my God, like <laughs> this place and these people, they're driving me crazy. Um, and, you know, then at, at those times, especially I feel like in Germany, because, you know, sometimes in Germany, they're not known for their customer service. They're not known for um, their politeness. So yeah. sometimes someone says, you know, makes a dirty or, you know, snide comment or remark. And you're just like, this would never happen in the yeah. US. Like, people About are so- your children as well yeah. and your mothering skills. Uh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe a separate separate episode about separate that. episode coming uh, later, yeah. how to deal with Yeah, uh, German condescending comments. Yeah. Um, just kidding. <laughs> they're not all bad but you know yeah where things like this happen and i just think like wow they like no one would ever say this to me in the u.s they're they'd be so much nicer mm-hmm. um and and yeah of course these these fleeting thoughts um happen but on the other hand yeah when it comes to really committing to it it's it's still the jury's still out i don't want to like never say never right because it's it's so hard to predict my path. Um, I, I could not have predicted that I would have ever been in Frankfurt five years ago. So, mm-hmm. um, I, I certainly can't commit to, yeah, a, you know, never saying that I, I would ever go back to the U S because there are lots of, you know, there are great aspects to living in the U S there are great aspects to living in Germany. There are great aspects. I'm sure to living in the Netherlands or Denmark or yeah. wherever Sweden. Um, and, and so, yeah, it's an, again, it's an incredible privilege to be able to choose mm-hmm. where you want to live. Um, I, I will say that one of the things that, yeah, again, it's an ever evolving question. And then we always feel like we're just complete snobs whenever we, we rehash it is because when we go back, whether that's, um, to the small town where, um, my husband's family now live in the UK or, um, to the town now where my, my mother and, and, you know, brother live close by in the U S is like, yeah, again, then you all of a sudden are in with these people who have lived a lifestyle that's completely like the opposite of the expat life. Like all of a Mm -hmm. sudden it's 100% you are in America or it's 100% you are in small town England. And, um, and, and we find car, it very your yeah, entire, yeah your like, entire life honestly changes even the logistics of yeah the, just from the logistics and, and and the mentality and mm-hmm. what people talk about mm-hmm. it's also just about relating to people and I think that's also why we find it more difficult to make friends with just average Germans is because it's not our lived experience to have mm-hmm. this 
singular existence. We've been constantly moving about. And so that's our normal. And why we, I think, bond most with other expats is because they've chosen a similar life track, which is just weird. Like we're all kind of a little bit weird and have kind of weird lifestyles, but that's a huge bonding factor that I feel like if I went back to the U.S., I would all of a sudden lose that and not be able to relate to how other people live their lives or yeah no I agree I mean my family now lives in the midwest so I'm originally from Texas um outside of Austin um and even though that if I think about even going back there um a lot of people stayed there after high school of course but even if I go to the midwest where I don't really fit in it, it is that where do I fit in here and how and what are you guys thinking about because if I ask my parents about the Ukraine Russia war they're like mm, did you hear what you know this Republican said or this House of Representative person I'm like no I don't uh, I don't care <laughs> what person said on Twitter and and what the backlash was I think it's more of a this is what I try to get over and maybe it is a language thing and not being fully I mean I do work in German most of like half half but um I I don't know about you guys but when I hear about like what my nephews and things are doing and my niece um, are doing in the US and the opportunities they have little things you know that I even look it up in Germany and I can't find it you know mm-hmm. they get to go to the local hardware store which is a big one Home Depot if anyone knows it but or Lowe's you know and they have you know um days where kids can come in and just like hammer wood together and make a little bird box and it's it might be like two dollars to get in but like little things like that that I see my nephews and my niece getting to do and I'm like Oh, where do you do that in Germany? Yeah, you know, I'm sure it exists in Germany, yeah. but that's the thing when you're not that well integrated, you don't hear about those things. And exactly. You don't know like what what's normal, what can be expected of these kind of events. And, yeah, yeah. And even like swimming courses, you know, the only ones I could find online, or even in those expat Facebook groups, you know, you have to be two years old, and you know, my niece over here is like, you know eight months swimming I'm like I want to go to the beach so I want to just make sure like that my baby at least knows or like yeah how how to do that but like where do I do that at and that's where I sometimes get that's my I think biggest frustration now Mm -hmm. is I feel like I'm not I don't want to say I'm not being like a great mom but like I don't know if I'm giving her all the opportunities available to her because I'm not 100% sure about what's going on yeah. in, in my country that I'm currently living. I can't even vote. That's another no. thing. That I'm like, okay, am I going to send my school to the schools here that I can't even vote for, like, who's going to be on the school board? Mm, you know, I, I'm just like, uh, or do I just send her to an international school where she just is going to be in this bubble yeah. still, you but, know? Uh, an- another thing, like, uh, that I realized is just when you're an international couple you're never going to be able to really go home where it's home for both of you. Like, mm-hmm. even if you decide, okay, I'm done with the expat life. Uh, I want to just like have a more normal life. Mm-hmm. There will always be one of you that will be com- like an alien in another country. Yeah. And in a way I feel I like it more now that we're both expats and we're both like in a different, yeah, 
community aliens. sort of yeah which both is, aliens. it is technically the legal term for a aliens. foreign national yeah <laughs> uh yeah i mean who's to say like it could be that we decide to live in either denmark or the netherlands at some point but it just it will never be home for both of us so there will always be a mix of culture and yeah yeah i don't know it's a it's a difficult uh, topic <laughs> No, for sure. I mean, I think it's one of those things where, like you were saying, I feel like from the outside in, when people look at maybe our Instagram or whatnot, they see, ah, look how amazing the life is for that baby and they get to travel, they get to do all these things, but like little do they know that behind it, you know, their parents are questioning <laughs> a lot of their decisions, yeah, yeah. you know? And, and I mean, for instance, like I, I got a little melancholy the other day because, you know, I'm, I'm quickly approaching my son's first birthday and it occurred to me that I was like, oh, no one, no family is going to be there. Like no yeah. one, yeah. I, I am planning my child's first birthday party and I'm not inviting any family members or I guess I could, you know, invite them, but they're, they're not coming. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And, and just kind of that realization set in because I think somehow in my mind, you know, just in the abstract, right? Like you imagine your child's first birthday and you imagine family all around. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I think it also, again, goes back to like when you're an expat, your, your friends become your family Mm -hmm. and you treasure that so much more because it's, it's this intensity that you're filling this gap that your family's just a lot of times because of logistics, it's not possible to fill and to be there. And so you, you lean on that community so much more. And, um, you know, for me, that's, that's obviously a, you know, a, a hugely important thing. And so, yeah, I, there, but there's a, a, a no moment where I was like, Oh yeah. The, the, looking back on photos from that day, there's, you know, I'm not going to share in those moments with people nearby with, with family near, you know, cause there is no, there are, you know, there's no family mm-hmm. nearby. Um, but again, it's, it's, it's a give and take. And I, because we love our expat life, you know, is it worth the trade-off to move back to a place where there is family close by back to the home country? And then that raises more issues, of course, with, with all of our situations, we're not only expats in Europe, but we're expats in international relationships in Europe where, mm-hmm. yeah, there's no such thing as home if one person is always going to be, um, not in their home country. So it's, it just opens up this can of worms of like, well, then where is home and what are we deciding and, mm-hmm. and what does this do? And I, I do think that if you're someone who's chosen the expat life and enjoys it, I mean, for a lot of people, it's no question, like they would immediately move back to, to where their roots are, to where their family is. And, and it's not even an open question. I think mm-hmm. we are unique in that we even have it as an option and are choosing to, to not, be close by so yeah yeah i like what you said that uh, we have to use each other as family yeah as expats because there is going to be a lot of moments in our children's life where our families cannot be there so we have to make sure to like be there for each other oh, <laughs> you're like crying <laughs> <laughs> no but it's so true i mean it really is true and like that's the thing that it hurts me to think about, am I making the correct decision for my daughter to, and, and kids, you know, to like take them away from their family. But then you're like, but I have all these opportunities and I want to show them 
Mm-hmm. This opportunity, not this ABC, but maybe like, you know, exactly. DEF over here. And is that even the best one? And then, yeah, but yeah, then you go home and you see the logistics. The logistics creep me out about the United <laughs> States. Sorry. It's always about driving. I, I cannot stand it. And maybe if I go to a city, it'll be better. But I've always lived in areas where you have to drive everywhere and it's 30 minutes. Even here, in most cities, it's still about the driving. <laughs> yeah. And I just can't stand it because I'm like, you're just in your car all the time. And when I go home... I feel bad that it's like, oh, let me sit back with my nephews and nieces in the back seat so I can like actually see them, you know, because then we're just going to be in a car, you know what I mean? And Mm -hmm. so it's this, anyways, that's my big, big major issue with the United States. Sorry, go back, but there's too much driving involved. (laughs) There's too much driving and I'm just going to waste my time driving. We went from like the very deep to like, but the U.S. there's just too much driving. (laughs) No, but, but at the end of the day, no, it really is from those things that like you're, I feel like you're constantly, and maybe if we had someone even who wants to come on the podcast, who's maybe like, like fully Danish living in Denmark, you know, and how, if they ever experience that in the opposite where they say, maybe I should have traveled more. Maybe I want my kid to see more places, but they just don't, or even, you know, like, my sisters or something from the U.S. where they just say, oh, yeah, I, I wish I could live abroad, but I can't or something. Yeah. Because I am constantly just feeling like I sometimes second guess myself, like, is this really good for, you know, my daughter? Because I feel like you're constantly, yeah, making decisions for them. Yeah. It, it's definitely a topic. I think we're going to we're gonna bring it up again in yeah. later episodes. Uh because also as our children grow older, I'm sure there will be a lot of new thoughts about this topic. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I think it's something that you just, as a parent, probably constantly revisit. And as an expat parent, the the big question, right? And, yeah. and the answer it probably changes over time. And I think that's why all of us, when asked the question, like, would you go back? Mm-hmm. We're all, we all waffle. We're like, eh. Maybe, maybe not. Well, I've got to drive. Yeah, I got to drive, guys. <laughs> yeah. uh, no, but where? I hate that shit. <laughs> you know, we, but we all don't know, and I think kids are different, and and our lives are different, and and you know, one of the thing with being an expat is that life is always changing. There's mm-hmm. always opportunities, and I think we as expats, you know, we got here by following different opportunities and not going on the the normal path deviating a little bit so mm-hmm. um yeah we'll we'll probably revisit this question time and time again after getting cues from our kids and our situation and mm-hmm. yeah hope and for the best jobs. hope that we don't yeah, yeah screw yeah. them up too much in the process yeah. hopefully not <laughs> they just need our love yeah that's it that's it <laughs> home is where the heart yeah. is <laughs> and where your expat friends are yeah yeah <laughs> I think that's a good note to end on. So thank you everyone for listening to this episode of Expecting Expats. Thank you guys for having me. Thanks, CJ. Thanks, Kari. Of course. Thanks for coming. Yes. Yeah, see you guys next time. Bye.